Thank you for listening to the Resources for Integrated Care podcast series, Emergency Preparedness Planning for Persons with Disabilities. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on August 24, 2022. In this podcast, Laura Maynard, a managing consultant at the Lewin Group, facilitates a panel discussion with Christina Mills, the Senior Director of Inclusive Policy and Advocacy at Elevance Health, Stephanie Rasmussen, the Vice President of Long-Term Services and Supports, or LTSS, at Sunflower Health Plan in Kansas, and Sarah Fitzwater, the Director of Clinical Operations at iCircle in New York. During this discussion, panelists offer strategies and promising practices regarding emergency preparedness planning for persons with disabilities. In the interest of time, I'm going to jump us to the last question first, uh, just in the interest of time, to make sure that we're able to cover this one. So just giving my panelists a heads up, I am jumping over now to the last question first. And this one is, how do you involve members in developing the risk assessments and those person-centered emergencies plans? How do you involve your members in that? So first I'll call on, let's see, uh, Christina and Merrill, could you speak to, to that one? Go for it now. Sure. So, you know, we, our service coordinators work directly with uh, members, um, anybody that the member wants to bring into the conversation, that's part of them, right? And so we just get like right into it and talk about, you know, where they live and how they live and what's important to them, what's going to be important to them, and what are those crisis point and access points and resources that they will need, you know, throughout an emergency, and then how do we connect to those? So it just, it, like there's no moving forward with anything without the member being just directly involved. So it just starts at day one. And you had mentioned, too, a very interesting point that I'm going to follow up a question on, and that is that people who haven't experienced a disaster themselves may hesitate to invest their time in planning their own emergency plan. How have you all addressed that? Yeah. Um, motivational yeah. interview. Oh, go ahead, Christina. <laughs> Sorry. So, Laura, in the case of folks coming to CFILC, and, of course, we were contracted with, with Elevance Health to provide some disaster services, if they wanted to be eligible for resources such as the backup battery or lodging or the things that we were offering that they may need in a disaster, they needed to at least commit to doing the short version of the disaster plan so that we would have something in place, they would have something in place, but it was sort of like the carrot and the stick. Awesome. So to access the resources, you sort of required that they do the short version of the plan at the very least. And then others that were more invested, they could do the longer version of that plan. Yep, absolutely. So this one from the perspective of Sunflower Health, how do you involve members in developing their risk assessments and their person-centered emergency plans? Yeah, thank you. It's in a very similar way through our person-centered planning process with each member. We take a look at their emergency backup support needs and develop with them and with their team their plan. 
And then throughout the year with our regular contacts with the member, we continue to ask whether those emergency backup supports are still available and are there any updates that they want to make to the plan. And we use person-centered thinking training concepts with our care coordination team to help them know how to have those conversations. And, you know, to your earlier point, you know, what do you do if the member says, I don't need an emergency backup plan or I don't want to engage in this conversation? Ultimately, in Kansas, it's a requirement of participation in HCBS services. But before we get to that with the member, we usually like to at least share examples of why they might need a plan and kind of some real-life examples of when a plan has benefited someone else in HCBS services. Excellent. Sharing those examples, that's great. And Sarah and Samantha, from iCircle's perspective, how do you involve members in developing the plans? It really starts with those care manager member conversations because the members are going to be the ones that are driving that for us. So having those discussions frequently, often revising them, changing them to stay on top of any unique things that are happening for them because we want to be as proactive as possible with them. There's nothing worse than being put in a situation where you're reacting, you don't know a particular detail of a situation. So really getting creative with them and helping them think outside the box but letting the members be the driver of what they ultimately want while we provide the tools to say perhaps there's somebody you haven't thought of before or trying to come about it in a different way that they haven't necessarily thought of before. So it's a very unique collaborative process together with the member driving it and the care manager supporting it the whole way. Excellent. Thank you so much. And we did have one question come in and I'm going to ask that to all of you. It's a very simple one, basically. But do you include emergency preparedness planning in your member handbooks? Is there anything about preparing for emergencies in your handbooks for members? And uh, Christina or Merrill, do you have anything in your handbook about it? Yes. Um, so the, the quick answer is yes. yes. So we yes. do guide people through the member handbook. <laughs> Yep. And uh, Stephanie, does Sunflower have that as well? We do have it in our handbook. There's also a, a more thorough conversation with the member during that initial visit about what that actually means. So, but yes. yes. Great. And iCircle, do you all include it in your handbook as well? We actually do not in the specific sense of the emergency preparedness plan. We do go through that person-centered service plan, which encompasses the emergency preparedness plan, but I think that's a great idea that I think we're going to actually move forward with calling out in our member handbook in the future. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. 
Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care. You can also find resources for integrated care on LinkedIn to stay up to date with our recent products and technical assistance.